Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. Please stand as you're able for the reading of the scripture. Today's first scripture reading is from Exodus, chapter 14, verses 13 to 22. Uh, The people of Israel had been complaining to Moses, and he was telling them to have faith in God. Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go on through the sea on dry ground. I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them, and I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all his army, through his chariots and his horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord, when I gain glory through Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. Then the angel of God, who had been traveling in front of Israel's army, withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to the one side and light to the other side, so neither went near the other all night long. Then, Lord, then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided, and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. The second reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 12 to 17. So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so you can endure it. Therefore, my friends, flee from idolatry. I speak to sensible people. Judge for yourselves what I say. Is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks a participation in the blood of Christ? And is not the bread that we break a participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all share the one loaf. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Steve. So yes, we gather together and we uh, 
and we continue our conversation about songs, about those songs that are in our lives, some of the songs that we know well, some of the songs that are kind of new to us. Uh, And so we continue on with this. It's our fourth and final week of Summer Playlist, but I do need to remind you that even though we, we might be finishing this series on Sunday nights, that on Wednesday evenings for the Pathways Guided Worship, that, uh, that that will continue on, that the music continues on on Wednesday nights. I will continue to focus on a different song each Wednesday night for the next few weeks. So if this is intriguing to you and you want to hear about more songs, make sure you tune in on Wednesday evenings uh, as we continue looking at those songs. And so I'd ask that you would pray with me as we begin. Gracious and almighty God, God, I thank you uh, that you've called us to this sacred space, that we would encounter you today in a fresh and new way. And so God, I ask that you would send your spirit, that you would open up our hearts and our minds to truly hear you speak to us today. God, may the words that I speak no longer be my own, but your words and your message for your people. In Jesus' name, amen. So our Old Testament lesson today was, was probably a familiar one. It's probably familiar to most of you. There have been sermons preached on this text. There's been stories and books written and even movies made, both live action and animated. Charlton Heston, you probably remember, played Moses in the Ten Commandments. It's usually played around, around Easter. And then we have the Prince of Egypt, which shocked me when I went back and looked at it and found out that the Prince of Egypt was actually made in 1998. That was a little while ago. Didn't realize it was that long ago. But but it uh, it is only one part of the Moses narrative. It's only one part of his narrative but one that is not only known well, but is also one that brings up so many questions, especially when it comes to crossing on dry land through an existing sea. Some theologians will place the story at the Red Sea, while others will say that this happened at the the Reed Sea, a considerably smaller and more shallow body of water. I mean, it's so much easier to accept when the splitting of the sea is something that, that we might be able to explain. However, it takes, takes a little bit of the wonderment and miraculous away from what God has done in this particular story. So just a quick recap, if, if you're not very familiar with this, of, of what led us up to this point in Scripture. Moses is left in a basket as an infant by his mother, sent down the river, is picked up by the Pharaoh's wife and raised as his own son alongside her biological one. When Moses gets to be a certain age, he begins to realize that what is being done to his people, the fellow Hebrews, the Israelites, he he ends up killing an Egyptian who was beating one of the slaves, run for his life into a desert where he encounters God in a burning bush. Moses gets the message that he is the one to challenge Pharaoh and to demand him to let my people go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. For those of you who are familiar with that song. (laughs) After a few plagues, Pharaoh relents and lets the Israelites leave Egypt. 
It doesn't take long for Pharaoh to realize that he probably shouldn't have let them leave and then sends his army after them. Moses and the Israelites find themselves at the edge of the sea, either the red or the reed, whichever one you think about, because here is where we see this miracle play out. Moses lifts his hands high in the air and the waters part allowing the Israelites to pass on dry land. God provides an escape route for the Israelites. Now, it should not be lost on us that this story comes from a book in the Bible called Exodus. When searched in the dictionary for meaning and the word origin, we find the definition of Exodus as a mass departure of people. Certainly, this could be seen as Moses leads the Israelites to the land flowing with milk and honey. This was a mass of people making a long, incredibly long, 40 days and nights journey away from Egypt. It's also said that the origin of the word comes from the Greek word exodos, which means the road out. This path that Moses was on was an escape route. God was providing it. Have you ever found yourself in a place where you needed God to provide a way out, a road out? Maybe you felt like you were behind the eight ball. You didn't know which way to turn. You might have felt like you were standing on the shore of the Red Sea and your enemy is chasing you down, breathing down your backs. Whatever that enemy might have been at that time. But then, just at the right time, a door opened. A door opened, a path became clear, or something that you desperately needed was provided. Maybe it was, a, maybe it was a different kind of escape that you were looking for. Paul talks about a different kind of escape in his letter to the church in Corinth. First, he tells us that, that they should be careful not to think too highly of themselves. Paul also reminds them that regardless of what situation they're going through, they are not special. <laughs> That might be a hard message to hear at times. That they are not special. Everyone faces similar situations. Your situation is not unique. Others have traveled the road that you are on today. It's a good reminder for us. We may feel like a circumstance that we're facing is unique. It's not. Many others have faced the same thing at some point in their lives. This should be good news for anyone going through a difficult time, knowing that someone else has encountered the same thing, may be able to bring comfort and peace. But it also tells us that we can learn from our brothers and sisters. I remember telling the story about my uncle and about how he shared his story with so many others that were going through chemotherapy and through all of the other treatments that he was going through and that brought hope. And I wondered about some of the other testimonies that you people have offered as well to those around you that Jeff and Jenny have shared about their journey with cancer and the way that it has offered peace. Rebecca and the stories that you share 
with people around you. It brings hope because people say, oh, other people have traveled this journey and have made it. I can do this. They can help through those situations because they've been there, done that. But Paul then tells us something that we should already know. God is faithful. A couple of weeks ago we heard that Try this again. That God is good and all the time. There we go. All right. God is good all the time, but God is also faithful. In light of this comment, tells, Paul tells us that God will not allow us to be tempted beyond our ability. This is probably where we get that untheological phrase, God won't give you more than you can handle. You probably all have heard that phrase. You some of you might have even said that phrase. It sounds like this is what Paul is saying in this passage. And I think we really need to rephrase this comment. Because I truly feel that it should not be God won't give you more than you can handle, but that God will help you handle all that you've been given. It's a far better view of that phrase. One of the main reasons I say this is because of the comment in verse 13. We are reminded that God will provide a way out of our temptation, a way out of our struggles, so that we can endure it. Translating from the original Greek, we find this word to be used to mean a way out. A way out. Some translations have considered this a back door or an escape. There was... There was once a little forgetful fish who had a different pronunciation of the word. Actually, I think I may have that clip that you might be able to see. Just one point! Good height! There's no way out! There's gotta be a way to escape! Look, here's something. Escape. I wonder what that means. It's funny. It's spelled just like the word escape. Let's go. Ah! Here's Brucey. Wait a minute. Little red lights are never good. <laughs> Escape. A way out. A way out. God is faithful and will provide the way. The way, the endurance, the wisdom to get through. This really is the focus of our song today. The song called Waymaker. Waymaker. It's a song that has been recorded by a number of different artists, but was written by, I gotta get, pronounce this name correctly, Osanachi Okoro. Well, Sinachi Okoro wrote the actual song, but it has been recorded by so many others. Uh, the main focus of the song is found in God's presence and faithfulness. One phrase that you hear over and over again is, you are here. You are here. This is to remind us that God is always with us. God's steadfast love endures forever. Throughout the verses of the song, we find some ways that God demonstrates his presence. We hear that God is moving in our midst, working 
in this place. Whether that is here in the sanctuary, in our, in our homes, wherever we may be at, God is here moving in our midst, in those sacred spaces, working in this place. When we come to worship, we should expect to encounter the living God right in our presence. Do you expect to meet God when you come to worship? When you find that sacred space to worship online, do you expect to encounter God? I hope you do because my prayer is that, is that we all encounter God in these sacred spaces, sacred spaces that we are in as we worship together. The second verse tells us that God is touching and healing every heart. We find ourselves wandering from God's grace, thinking that we can do things on our own, that we don't need God's help. We turn to God and say, God, I got this. I don't need you today. We stray from our faith, not sure if we believe anymore, but yet God is in this space touching and healing hearts. God is transforming our lives through the grace of Jesus Christ. Like the second, the third verse tells us that God is turning lives around and mending hearts. Through all of this, the writer of the song reminds us of our response to God's presence in our lives and what our response should be we worship. We worship you. We offer our praise and thanksgiving for the many ways that God continues to work in our lives. In the chorus of the song, the, the writer proclaims four things that God is. They are waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, and light in the darkness. While there are certainly more attributes for God, the song focuses on these four. And I reflect back over my life and I think about the different times of my life when I needed each one of those definitions for me. Times in my life where I needed a waymaker, I needed God to open doors and open windows and show me the path, the escape route, the escape route to get out. I needed times when, when God was that miracle worker especially when our daughters were born, when we needed those miracles and we saw them. He got to be the reminder of the promise keeper, the covenant that God makes with us and certainly light in dark times. I wonder if you can think about a different time in your life when you needed a way maker, when you needed to somebody, somebody to provide an escape from temptation, from a situation where you might have not have been able to see a way out. Maybe you need God, maybe you needed God to be a miracle worker in your life. And I can think of a couple of people, many people in this congregation who have testimonies. We've already shared a couple of names and I've already shared a beautiful story about Carol Malone and the miracle workers, the miracle healing that has come. When have you needed God's miraculous power in your life? Promise keeper, light in the darkness are the last two, and I, th I think we need those at some point too. We need to be reminded about God's covenant love for us, a way that God keeps all of his promises, 
We also find ourselves in some pretty dark spaces in our life, and we need that light of God to get us through. Now, you might be thinking about those times in your past where you've experienced that. However, you might be facing something today. I'm not sure where all of you are today, but you may be facing one of these things today. And as you worship in the sanctuary, you worship from your homes or any other space, you might be thinking that you could really use a waymaker, a light in your darkness. You may need a miracle worker. And I want you to know that whatever it is that you need from God today, the most important one is God's presence. God's presence with you right now, right where you sit, right where you stand, right where you are today. God's presence is with you right now. And so as I share this song with you today, I want to remind you of God's presence and the miraculous healing powers that God has for you. And I encourage you to reflect on what you need from God today. And if you would like to, as always in our worship services, I don't say it enough, but the kneelers are open. So if you need to approach the altar and come and offer prayers, they're open. Open yourselves up to the presence of God today. Fully embrace the love that God has for you and hear the grace and hope in the words that are shared. The words are going to be on the screen as I share the song. I need the music. And so I'm going to encourage you even as we're spending time reflecting and praying that if you want to sing along with me, that you can certainly do that. i 
pray with me God that is who you are that you are a way maker a miracle worker a promise and covenant keeper and a light into our darkness God I know that we have encountered you today I know that you have spoken to our hearts God I ask that you would help us not to forget this encounter that you would not that you would help us to not forget this experience, that we may take the light that you have given to us and that we may reflect it into the world around us as we leave this place. Continue to work in our lives. Continue to heal. Continue to, to turn our lives around. And all this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to encourage you to uh, stand as you are able uh, and in response to, uh, to join in our closing hymn because uh, it's another one of those statement songs that just says, hey, you know what? No matter what's going on, God will take care of you. As we get ready to go forth from this place, go forth knowing that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you, and it goes with you always. Amen.